Productions. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kelly. And this is your weekend of February 5th, 2022. Episode, episode number 48. 48. Happy February 2022. Coming up on our 52nd episode, really. Coming up on our, yeah, we're only a month away yeah. from our one year yeah. anniversary of our podcast. Oh my gosh. And if you're not familiar, go, go back and listen to the first few episodes, uh, particularly because <laughs> uh, right after we started doing this, like my mom died, and that was uh, wow. uh, we were talking about that today. Actually, uh, how much of an effect that's been on 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 me and both of us, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, the because uh, you know, Jesus, yeah, like for the first time ever, like felt like I had you know had admitted to having some depression. Which is not yeah. something I've ever thought about before. You, you know? brought it up in mid-conversation, kind of like a joke. Yeah. And I was like, maybe this isn't a joke. Maybe yeah. we've got some, you know. See, the thing is, I was on a really good here. track with my diabetes and my weight and everything. And then when my mom died, I kind of just got off the track. And it's just been, you know, then afterwards it was like, well, you know. Then it was like, oh, well, it's the holidays. Let's, uh. And then all the stuff with the grandparents, uh, the in-laws being down in Georgia. Now it's just like, yeah, well, it's, uh, and it's just difficult to get back on the wagon. And I need to, because I'm sure my, uh, uh, you know, if, when I go back to Dr. Bev, she's not going to be happy with me. But, you know, it's just hard to get back on the wagon. I need to, so. Yeah, but it's, in, uh, it was interesting, the discussion we had in the car, though, about, is this depression? Yeah. Or... You know, not being motivated to do anything and being okay to just work in your pajamas all day. And when I'm home on the weekends, like sitting around in my pajamas and not wanting to go anywhere or do anything, like at what point, and I think the pandemic has pushed a lot of it, you know, and then, yeah, you have to start wondering at what point is this more than just, oh, I'm just a homebody. (laughs) Yeah. So I, uh, one of the things I uh, figured I need to do first and foremost is to wear pants to work. I mean, I wear like uh, jogging pants or what they call jogging pants uh, and sweatpants, and uh, you know. Uh, but I need to get like maybe I'll just throw some jeans on because I feel just better when get I get up, have get jeans dressed. On. And uh, you know. like today, I, I went out and I took my mother-in-law. She wanted to go to IKEA real bad, and uh, told y'all that was going to happen. <laughs> and it did. And uh, so walked around all of Ikea. Um, and it wasn't a great visit because we only found like two. We, she's looking for furniture for the guest room, specifically a dresser drawer. And uh, the one, the two that she found, she wanted in, in like wood or brown. And they only had it in white. And it just, you know, kind of puts a damper on it. Well, we'll find the perfect piece. Yeah. It's not a huge... But just getting out and about and like just putting pants on. It, it, it makes a difference. It's so. a mental. It's how you frame your mental state. Um, just looking at things through a new lens. I think that's what has to start happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to work on it. Getting out a little more. I'm still very not comfortable out around a lot of people because, you know, knock on wood... All of the members of the family who live here have not been impacted by COVID directly, and I'd like to keep it that way. So, I'm still yeah. not comfortable around a ton of people 
in social situations. Um, you know, but again, I never was even before the pandemic. So uh, anyway, so that, you know, that was an interesting talk today. Going back to the beginning of the week, we had more snow on Saturday, which meant no school yeah. again on Monday. I can't even tell you, you folks in Virginia, you get this, but you folks that listen to us from outside of Virginia, this doesn't happen. We get one snow a year. Uh, for And sometimes it's a good, you know, six, seven inches, and that's fine. But for to get a three-plus-inch snow twice in one year, All uh, of my family crazy. in uh, New England area, right. northeast coast, are just laughing right now because we got snow on Friday night into Saturday, three inches maybe. The roads were completely clear Saturday, and we didn't have school Monday. Yeah. Um, because of some roads in neighborhoods that were bad, but I was hard pressed to find a person who knew where those roads were. So I. You know, my friends in New York and all were probably like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? We were even like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, why are we not in school today? Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. Not cause... complaining because we worked from home and the kids worked from home, so it counted as a school day. Yeah. Uh, which is good for me. But, and then we had no kids Tuesday because it was a staff day, so I had a nice long four-day weekend without students. Which sounds so horrible because really the students are the whole reason why you're there. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to have a couple of days to really just get caught up on stuff. Because your kids suck. They don't. That's not true. He's <laughs> I'm kidding. kidding. He's I'm kidding. kidding. Um, in fact, today we did a really fun activity. I was telling them at dinner about resilience and, you know, challenging yourself and not being afraid to try something new. And they had to work as a team today to get a hula hoop around a circle without unlocking hands. And so it was fun to watch them work through the process as a team. I mean, that shiny happy moment lasted for about 20 minutes and then we were right back to the tattling and the, you know, having trouble managing emotions and all of that. But it was pretty while well it lasted. Um, so really nothing new going on this week. No, no, she had a little time off. She had a, a teacher day and mm -hmm. uh, I worked. Uh, got a shift bid coming up. That uh, uh, shift bid uh, is where we bid for like the, the shift one. I mean, it happens, usually happens twice a year. The last couple of years has only been once. And the last couple of times I've kind of made out, but that, that streak's probably going to come to an end. That may change our schedule for this I a little bit. Mm, but. I don't think so. We can still find time. What it might change is my escort service to and from work every day. Yeah. Because Kevin drives me to work in the morning before he goes to work, and then he'll either pick me up on his days off or Mom will pick me up in the afternoons. But if Kevin's schedule has him starting too early, yeah, he won't be able to drive me. Work. If you start later, you'll still be able to drive me. It'll actually give us more time in the morning. Yeah. But then we lose him at dinner time, which sucks. Um, right now, I don't have him on the weekends, so we don't have a day off together during the week. So it would be nice to have at least one day where neither one of us work every week. Um, but the shift bid, you know. It happens. They say here's the 40 shifts and rank them in the order you want them. And then when they get around to pulling your name, you get what the best of what's left. Yeah. And so, uh, seniority only counts like 15%. Yeah. So. 
I, yeah. uh, the fact that I've been there 15 years only matters 15%. So. Generally, it works out, though. We always manage to roll with the punches. I, I just don't want to work overnights. I can't. You, only, I can't you will not that. work overnights. You've I been can't. saying that for 15 years, and it's never happened. Yeah, well, so if you get a chance to work a call center. Pass. Pass. It's <laughs> Kevin's famous line. Yeah. So we started talking about uh, what, what our topic for this week was going to be. I think it's an interesting topic. We... we we talked about, because uh, we noticed them, the, and I call them background people. These are the people in your life that you see on a regular basis. And maybe not every day, but you see them on a, on a regular basis. You don't know their name, you, but you either re- rely on them or they're just interact, part of your story. Interact with them in some way. They're the extras, you know, like in a movie set. The extras The extras. And, and they... And you, most of the time you give them a nickname, which is what we do. And I'm sure we're not the only people that do this. We can't possibly. I don't know. We're going to find out if we're the only people who do this. Yeah. We need <laughs> comments, folks. Who's the background people in your life and what's their nickname? So we have um, a pretty routine morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people who we come across on our morning routine every day that we do not know personally. But right. they're part of our morning. And so a couple of them, well, the first one who's not on the list because we actually know her name is Emily. Um, Emily works at the Chick-fil-A by my job. And she pretty much waits on us every morning. So she'll come on and say, hi, my name is Emily. Can I take your order? And Kevin will say, oh, picking up a mobile order for Kelly. And she'll say, oh, you're usual today. Yeah. So, yep. Or we changed up my order because I did try to switch from the biscuit to... The, uh, they have a, a bowl with eggs and sausage and cheese. And uh, so, yeah, sorry. Uh, with eggs and sausage and cheese. So they put hash browns in it, but they take it out for me. And uh, I did that, and she said, oh, you're changing it up on me. And I'm like, yeah, keep it on your toes. You know, that kind of <laughs> Just a little semi-conversation. So we like know that. her name because she tells us, Emily. But honestly, I couldn't pick her, up, pick her out when we're at the window. I could. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even though she doesn't wait on us at the window. Yeah, but I know what she looks like to look at. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the the person that's at the window is a different person. Is a different person. It's a it's a young kid, a guy. And we call him pretty all right guy. Because it's like he says, "How are you folks doing today?" I'm like, "Oh, we're, we're good. How about yourself?" And he always says the same thing: "I'm pretty all right." Every morning, same conversation. And How then, are you guys? Oh, we're good. How are you? Pretty all right. Yeah. And you can look at him, and that is the most true statement ever. Because this kid isn't like sharp. He isn't. Uh, put together great but he's not disheveled he's like somewhere in between it's like he didn't just get out of bed but he he's not a primper he's not it's early like, in the morning he's not too. sitting there forever he's not one he's, of these pretty boys he's not manscaping right he's he's pretty all right he just gets up and he's he's gliding through life it just working at the, the first time he said it it struck me because i never heard anybody answer that question how are you oh pretty all right but and then it's day. every day it's the exact same so right. we call him pretty all right guy not to his face. Certainly we wouldn't do that. But no. um, we're like, oh, yeah, we just that's a pretty all right guy. I was not feeling it today or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good guy. You know, he gives us our food and whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's pleasant. He's pleasant. You know, with Chick-fil-A, you're always going to get pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people give Chick-fil-A you know, shit, and I, and I guess I kind of I get, I get it a little bit. But, God damn it, you're going to get some really good food mm-hmm. from some really, really nice people. So. All right, so that's our first, um, our first extra in our life. Pretty all right, guy. Mm-hmm. Um, our next set of extras, <laughs> Kevin. Well, Kevin, I have to give total credit 
to this next nick, nick, uh, nickname to Kevin. All right, so once we get our food at the Chick-fil-A, we go next door. There's a Rite Aid that doesn't open until after we're gone. But we'll park there, and we park so that we're looking at the International uh, <laughs> Strip Mall. We have a name for that, too, the International Strip Mall. Yeah, the inter- we're the only people in the world that call it that, I'm yeah. sure. And we call it that because there's a Peruvian chicken. There's a, a Korean, Korean barbecue. barbecue. There's a Korean barbecue slash karaoke place. <laughs> uh, there's a smoke shop, the, uh, the Asian uh, a New Touch foot massage place. The Chinese George. Anal touch. <laughs> the sign is terrible. Don't ever get a sign in blue, people. Yeah, because the first business, time I was like, Anal in blue. Touch. Who's paying for that? <laughs> anyway. That's what I think it says every single day. Yeah. So, uh, but a couple of <laughs> times we've been out there, These there's like a couple cars with women, and they all congregate at this van. And they obviously are people that work at the, the Rite Aid. But they are, the, and I call them the haggard bitches because you just look at them it's like, man, those are some haggard bitches. You don't want to wrestle with them. Yeah. You just don't want to tangle with them. Because they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. What are you going to do to them? They don't give a shit. So every day we'll go by and Kevin's like, oh, the haggard bitches aren't here yet. Yeah. Or, the, you know, they We're don't up, show there's very the often, bitches, but when they yeah, do, they're sweeping. <laughs> yeah. So, they're, they're, you know, they don't show up very often. I don't know anything about them other than they look like. Probably wonderful <sighs> people. Again, this goes to our proclivity toward putting judgments on people that we don't know. Well, for fun, we would never treat them any differently or anything like that. It's just between oh, yeah. us and now you people all know yeah. um, who are having This is our car are. talk. Yeah. Um, the next person we also encounter at our breakfast room. And we've talked about this. We've lady. talked about Zigzag Lady before. Zigzag Lady. She's a little, she's weird to watch when she's over across the street in the international parking lot. So she's zigzagging away. She comes. She becomes my problem when she crosses the street, because then I'm like, "This is. I don't know what she's gonna do." So I'm locking the door. I'm like, "All right, we're gonna start rolling, but I want to make sure I'm not gonna run this bitch over." Because you know we got good cameras on the car, but I mean, she she turns so dramatically. You never know. I've never actually felt threatened by her because clearly she's in an exercise routine. I don't think that's clearly. <laughs> I don't think it's clear. I mean, she's dressed like she's out jogging. Yeah, but people jog, they jog in a straight line. They're not zigzagging. She does not. She zigzags, like turns on 90 degree angles at random Random. times in the parking lot and stuff. And if it's because of some song, it's a fucked up song. (laughs) It really is. So that's our zigzag lady. Um, Mm. You want to skip to this one or you want to do this guy first? Uh, Well, we'll stick with the food base. All All right. So this guy worked at the McDonald's around the corner for the longest time. And then he was, was working at the Chick-fil-A for a while. We got a lot of fast food restaurants, if you yeah. can't tell. But this guy, we call him The Experience. Because mm-hmm. at first, we didn't know his name. And then when he worked at Chick-fil-A, we found out his name. His name is Ray John. Great guy, but super flamboyant. Like, super very, flamboyant. Very, very, very flamboyant. Like, you know, old school Saturday Night Live flamboyant. And it's funny, but he's a real friendly guy. And he always gets the order right. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you know. And the first time we took Cole there, he was like, well, the first time I went there, I had, I guess you and mom had gone. Oh, I've seen He's just over times. the top friendly, yes. over the top friendly. And um, mom and I pulled up to the drive-thru and he came on and immediately it was like, I, I, I can't even, good morning, welcome to McDonald's, how are you today? Like super excited. Like I was the first person he's seen in 20 years yeah. like that and i'm not even exaggerating 
And it caught me off guard because normally the people who come over the speaker at any of those places are dry. sound like they're being held at gunpoint to do that job. And so I was like, oh, we're doing fine. Like, and I ordered and he, you know, he was like, um, guess what? Well, yeah, you know, all right, well then you get to pull your car around. Guess what? You get to pull your car around and meet me at the first window. And I felt like I was on a Disneyland ride. Like, I was like, oh, okay. And then I got to the window and I gave him my debit card and he took it and he was like, guess what? You've been approved. And I was just like, it must be so nice to enjoy your work that much. I don't think you enjoy it. Or you're just at least he is faking mind setting yourself into, you know, the person who you're helping is going to enjoy it. Like they're going to drive away remembering you. Which is exactly what happened. And then he left the McDonald's. He was gone for a while. And we nicknamed him The Experience. Because when Liam and Cole were in town, we were like, we have to take you to McDonald's. You have to have The Experience. Um, because he's just so much fun. And then he popped up at our favorite Chick-fil-A. And we were so excited that he was at our favorite Chick-fil-A. I was like, yes. <laughs> and we can't be like, the experience, you're here. That's when we found out his name. Because at Chick-fil-A, they tell you their name. Yeah. Um, Which is but nice, he's not really. there anymore either. No. I don't know what happened to him. Hopefully he has moved up the chain just, and is just, you know. Maybe he's in charge of like, Moving on to better things. You know, maybe he's in charge of customer experience. Uh, That'd be great. But he's great. I honestly really miss him. I yeah. miss, ha well, Chick-fil-A, they're always helpful you. anyway. They're always super sweet. I miss him at the McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so. All right. Our next guy. Oh, let's go back up to the, the, this the mailman. This yeah. yeah. The mailman. Uh, the, and not our, not our current mailman. No. Uh, but occasionally he still shows up from time to time and call him the bald bastard. <laughs> uh, this is the one that almost got in a fight with Mike. Yeah. I, have we told this story on the podcast I think before? we have. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell it again. So one day... <laughs> I'm working. Of course, I'm working from home. And at the time, I was in our bedroom. And I had my window open, but uh, I was, you know, I was on a phone call. And I, and I see the mailman come up with a package. And he's feverishly knocking at the door. And he's walking away with the package. So I put my customer on a brief mute. And I'm like, hey, buddy, we're here. I, I just, I work from home. I can't answer the door right now. Hold on a second. And I yell at Mike. And luckily, Mike comes up. And he was off that day. And he comes out and he goes to the door. And I'm like, great. So I get back on my call. And then I hear a big commotion. I was like, what the hell? And I hear one of them clearly yelling. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to get in a fight, and they're going to roll out in the yard. They didn't, thank God. But I, after the call, I got off the call, and I went and checked up on Mike. I put my, went into a personal and checked up on Mike. Apparently, the guy was all pissed that, you know, you know we were messing up his, his route. And Mike said, well, I'm sorry. I was asleep, and my brother-in-law is working from home, but he can't. He's, at, he's on the phone. He can't leave the phone call and he goes well who owns that car right there and he goes that's my car and he goes well it's, it's can you move it from there because it's too close to the mailbox <laughs> and it's, it just makes my job so much more difficult so mike mutters you know as he's signing he's like no neither rain or sleet or snow and then the guy goes what did you say well mike doesn't give a fuck He's like, gets up in his face and says, in rain or sleet or snow, but apparently not if you park too close to the fucking mailbox. 
That's what I'm He may have an anger issue. (laughs) So the guy's like starting to pull the package away. Mike pulls it back and says, get the fuck out of here. And there's like apparently yelling back and forth. The guy's getting all huffy about it. But he he walks off in a huff. But I mean. Because he doesn't want to get fired. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I love my brother-in-law, but that's one of my favorite stories. Well, that came to, they went out and measured the distance between Michael's car and the mailbox and went to the postmaster at the post office and asked if there was a rule. And Michael was well outside of the range of where yeah. he needs to be away from the mailbox. Well, whatever. So we call him the bald bastard just because, you know. He, he looks again. like a bald bastard. He does look miserable, like, every time he delivers mail. Yeah. Our normal people look all fine. and Yeah. Uh, but like, that oh, guy is just about. looking miserable when he comes through here. Yeah. Screw um, The next guy lives in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so we see him walking occasionally. Um. He's, uh, down the road, and he he does the baggy, like he's got the pants that you can see, like his underwear, all the way down below his butt. Very thuggish, very thuggish. Yeah, and um, your dad started calling him Five O. Dad nicknamed him Five O. So <laughs> now, honestly, truthfully, he looks like a, a pretty decent guy. Uh, just he never. It's just his dress. It's the yeah. way he's dressed. He's he doesn't. I don't get the vibe off of him that he's dangerous. But no. you know, he just you know got the he's look he's got the thug look. And he but walks it's a down the light. middle of the street rather than on the sidewalk. Yeah, but he moves over when he that. sees when he hears people behind him. He does move yeah. over to the side. He's I mean, not he's never done anything to make us yeah. feel like he's a horrible person. But Dad calls him five zero just because of the you know the way he presents himself with his clothes. And we literally wave at him. Yeah, like wave, Dad be like, "Hey, five zero," and he's like, "You know, I don't know if he's ever acknowledged us back. Probably not." He, I think he's giving us the half nod. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's about but it. But we do wave at him when we see him. He's just one of the background actors of our life. Yeah. Um, he wasn't involved. We had a, a couple years back, the neighborhood was blocked out by the cops. There was actually a hostage experience at the one of the things. A hostage experience. Out. It was a hostage situation. A hostage situation. <laughs> they had SWAT here and everything, AKs, the whole nine out. Oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt your story. Go ahead. But uh, we, we were basically shut out this part of the neighborhood for about four hours and i was even making jokes that they were going to you know janet reno the guy and like burn his house down with a minute but they didn't do that we live in a pretty quiet neighborhood um outside of halloween because we back up like our the street we live on backs up to the woods at hunt club farm if you're in the area and they do a halloween experience in the woods apparently a decent show Um, i mean i've been through it it's overpriced and but uh, you hear the screaming and the chainsaws, and you can smell them stuff in the in the fall. It's pretty cool. But other than that, it's pretty quiet in our neighborhood, except for that one time that there was the hostage situation. And then the other time, there was obviously a dispute between neighbors on opposite sides of the street. And we were leaving the neighborhood one day, and the guy put a big sign up in his yard. It was on Wavy and everything. And it said... Um, my wife is not running a brothel or something like yeah, that. We are not running a brothel. We are not running a brothel a from whore. this home. Yes. Thank you kindly for calling the cops, whoever did it. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Yeah. It, it made so the news. I was like, man. <laughs> like, man, really? And then there's our little girl. She doesn't like that story. Stop. Um, Stop. It. Then every Halloween after that. He would put the mooning pumpkins, like it was a scarecrow mooning the neighbors across the street. It's pretty funny. 
Um, our next person, we just call her the barista. She's our lady at Starbucks. Saw her today. Just the Starbucks at uh, 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 Phoenix is Phoenix Ave, but it's over by Lynn Haven Mall. It's uh, between Skechers and... Uh, people don't need to know exactly. Yeah. A lot of people listening don't even live in the area. Yeah, so that's, that's true. But anyway, she uh, she's always been our barista like 90% of the time. Uh, she's a nice enough lady. She 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 kind of recognizes us, but uh, uh, one time we showed up with your mom and dad around Christmas time. This is this when is the your first dad time the first time filled. she waited on us. Yeah, she was I think missing her front teeth. She was tooth. missing her front teeth. And dad was full dressed up like Santa. We were coming from the Santa breakfast at school, <laughs> and we had him in the car. And we pull up to the window, and dad says to her, "Like, what do you what want, do you for, want Christmas? for Christmas, little girl? Little girl?" And she goes, "Oh, my tooth, my front tooth." And then she does that number. <laughs> it was so funny because it was like, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Um, she's awesome. Real she's very, she always yeah, gets the she's order cool. right. Today I show up and I was like, Jesus, did something blow up on you? She had coffee. Like, <laughs> like, like, like literally a coffee exploded on her. So she was talking about, she says, I love my job, but some days it's difficult. <laughs> and then she made a joke that could have been misconstrued the wrong way. And she realized it. And she's like, oh, I didn't mean to say it that way. That sounded really bad. Which was I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then our last um, person on our list here of our background actors, uh, this is 100% Kevin, and this could fit a great variety of people. There's not a w one particular person. It's not a singular person. It, it's used to be when when we were when, you know we, we were teenagers and whatnot that were working the their first job minimum wage, and I'd call them Skippy. You know, Skippy's, you know, I've got to ask Skippy at the Walmart for... And we've blah, been blah, at blah, Home blah, Depot. Blah. i got to go find a Skippy. i got to find Skippy at the... Nowadays, Skippy is not a Not teenager a teenager anymore. Because, so you really can't you know, call him Skippy. minimum wage is priced out teenagers from the workforce. But I'm going to skip all that. <laughs> anyway. Skippy that. <laughs> I'll Skippy that. So Skippy is a little, little bit older. And uh, I don't do the Skippy thing as much as I used to because it's not right to really call somebody of age Skippy. But, you know, there's it's a little bit Skippy. He doesn't do it to their face. Again, no. this isn't stuff that he's, like, calling them Skippy from down the aisle. Hey, Skippy, come here. I need your help. Like, he's yeah. not doing that. I'm not that much of an asshole. <laughs> kind of an asshole. He keeps the asshole-ishness in his head and then... But I use this expression a lot, especially when I was younger. And I, when I was hanging out a lot with Richard and Kate, Kate picked up on it. And she was telling me this story. And I think it's one of my favorite stories. But she was telling me how her and her young son were at the Walmart. And uh, uh, she needed help with something. She says, oh, i got to find Skippy. And then there happened to be a Skippy right there. And he, she says, what do you need, ma'am? And she felt like, oh, I, I, <laughs> she heard me call him Skippy. Well, RJ starts asking, Mommy, who's Skippy? <laughs> I'm like, that's the best thing I've ever heard. Those people, that's they awesome. wear name tags, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> so... Kind of hanging these little nicknames on the background people in your life. You know, the ones you don't really know. You just encounter them occasionally. You appreciate them, but um, they're not... It know. reminds me of Friends, because in Friends, they had the naked guy. Mm -hmm. You know, through the window, ugly naked guy, or whatever yeah, they called him. I can't remember guy, what yeah, they yeah. called him. Um, that kind of thing. Everybody, I hope, ha I hope we're not the only people who do we this. We can't be the only people who do um, this. But it makes me wonder, and I don't know that we've ever really... If I've ever really asked you this before, but did you ever have a nickname? I have tons of nicknames. 
people mostly involving my weight, but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, the the OV guys uh, used to call me Lunchbox a lot, oh, just because really? that's uh that's what they called uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. One of Silent Bob's nicknames was Lunchbox, so I picked up the name. So oh. like Matt and and uh, mostly Little Tom and Matt. Uh, and, uh, I want to say uh, that might have been your email address when we first started dating. Might have been, yeah. Because I, I actually kind of remember that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Fat Boy, uh, Rose Boy, a lot of people call me Rose Boy a lot throughout my life. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a teacher. Uh, we were, all three of us were Rose Boys. Uh, I had a teacher, Mr. Monroe, who had Tommy and then had Billy. So when I went to school at Forest Glen, I'm walking through the hallway. And I didn't know him at the time. But he kind of just jumps towards me and goes, you're a Rose Boy. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm know? sorry for I'm whatever sorry. my brothers did. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to be in any trouble. <laughs> he just started laughing. He, he loved he loved the three of us. He thought we were the best things ever. But <laughs> Mr. Outlaw didn't think so. Mr. Monroe loved us, though. Lunchbox, huh? Lunchbox. That's probably the one that stuck the most. I really think that that might have been either your screen name might have been a screen name or, or your something. email. Uh, it would have I don't been, know it would have years ago. I hadn't been called Lunchbox in a long time. The only one that calls me that now is probably uh, Little Tom or, uh, or or Matt. Didn't they call you KK? That was like cousins and whatnot. You hate it. I do hate it. They still do it from time <laughs> to time. They don't realize it because they, you know, they, you know, they don't really see me anymore. They just see me online. So they'll throw the KK out there, and I'm like, God damn it. I'm not five years old. Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, my dad, when I was a kid, used to call me KJ. Because mm -hmm. my middle name is Jane. So he would call me KJ on occasion. Some people call me Kel, but not many. Like, I, I know of, like, a, a few specific people who will say they'll call me Kel, but most people just call me Kelly. At least to my face. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Rose. <laughs> they probably call Mom, me. sometimes her grandma at school. Yeah. yeah. They probably call us fat chooches at the Chick-fil-A. Uh, at the Planet Fitness when we were in there. <laughs> um, it's possible. It wouldn't even offend me because, you know, it's just... I don't care what you think of me. I really <laughs> don't. don't. Really I want comments and what I ask for comments and whatnot and, and whatnot. But really, I, as far as like what people think of me, it doesn't hurt me either way. I am curious as whether or not people enjoy the show, and I, from the feedback I get, I do believe you guys enjoy the show. I care about what so, people yeah. I know and care about think about me. I care about what you think about Like my family and my friends and the people I work with, like I, my students, I care about what they think about me. Mm -hmm. But just like a zigzag lady or the haggard bitches, like <laughs> I don't care what they think about me. They don't know me. Yeah. And, um... To them, we're just the weirdos parked in the... In the yeah, well, they in probably the, have a nickname for us because we park in their parking lot and eat yeah. breakfast every day. They so. probably call us the fat parkers. Oh, whatever. That's what we are. Yeah, Tilly has a lot of nicknames, though. Yeah. I've, alway, I've always been like this with my dogs. They've always had many names. So, Tilly is her actual name. And then, I call her baby girl a lot. Oh, Kevin's going to get her. We heard that we didn't have Tilly on the episode last week, even oh. though the episode was all about Tilly. There, there she is. is. There she is. Oh, you were a good girl? You let Daddy pick you up? That was nice. Yes, very nice. Um, I call her Baby Girl. I call her Nugget. I call her Nugganoo. 
Nuggalo. What else? Little, little. Little girl. What else do we call you, Tilly? Baby girl. Baby girl. Tilly goat. All right, baby girl. Yeah, Tilly goat. Silly Tilly. <laughs> Silly Tilly with all these kisses. <laughs> she's a sweet girl. Oh, she's so good. Grandpa calls her a little sweet. Mm-hmm. Mike calls her T-Bird. T-Bird. Yep. She's a lot of names. Oh, Watch this. You. She knows this name too. Red Ball. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, what? Got? Where's Red Where's Ball? Her? Where's Red Ball? Oh, now she, she got to go find it. She bought it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Dilly. I'm sorry. It's in the other room. She's pissed. She loves these little bouncing. They're about, I don't know, this big. Red ball. She had a pink ball and an orange ball, but they're all red ball. Um, and she just kicks them and punches them and chases them. Mostly when we go to bed at night. Like, she gets this burst of energy. Last the last two nights, she brought it into the bedroom with her. Yeah, which is weird. She um, brought it outside the other day, which is very weird. She yeah. usually does not bring stuff out. She plays it with something for a second, and then she drops it and walks away. Yeah. Um, so we, we have lots over. of names for the dog. Mm-hmm. Lots of names. Libby. She was a Libby Libertator. Libby, t yeah. Um, Libby know, Girl. Libby Girl. Um... She was tater, tater tot. Yeah, I don't know. I just like to hang little fun names on my doggies. All right, so that's really all we wanted to talk about this week. Yeah. So when we come back, you want to do, uh, we did shit, you know, last week we do some. You uh, want to do that do-it-yourself therapy? Yeah, Since that was Since we talked really about good. being depressed today, maybe yeah, we should do some do-it-yourself therapy. therapy. Yeah. All right, we'll do that's that. That's what we're going to do. All right, folks, we'll be back soon. Do some self therapy with. We need some do it yourself therapy. Do it yourself therapy. Do it yourself therapy. We need some table topics. <laughs> so again, I can't recommend this game enough. Uh, I think there's some really solid stuff in all of the games that we've had, um, but it's particularly this one has been really good to us. Um, but look them up online. Where'd you get them? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Just it, table topics, and yeah. you'll see they have a bunch of different ones. Pull them out. They even have them for kids. Yeah. Lots of these aren't uh, safe for kids, but some right. of them are. You go You're first. Ready for number one? Yep, let's do it. Do you look more often for the tragedy in comedy or the comedy in tragedy? Oh, I'm definitely looking for the funny in all of it. Yeah, my family puts the fun in funeral. Yeah, my family is particularly the put the fun in funeral. I mean, we have hilarious funeral stories. We um, really, really do. We've I don't know that we've shared. Maybe we have. Maybe we'll save that for an episode. We'll do we funny, both have funny funeral funny stories. Funny funeral stories. I yeah. will not share my funny funeral story. I will. I'll throw it all that <laughs> shit out there. All the shit I will throw out there. Looking for the comedy and tragedy is moving yourself through it. Like dealing with the pain of whatever the tragedy is. Absolutely. And then moving yourself through it. It's not that you don't feel the pain or you don't care about it or you're heartless or whatever. It's just your way and my way. It's a coping mechanism. Of coping with it and being able to laugh and release that emotional. You have the emotion inside of you. And I think to like your mom's funeral. Everyone is pent up, 
right? Because you're trying not to like completely lose it. Mm-hmm. And you crack a joke or you tell a funny story and you laugh and that laughter releases all that pent up stuff. Um, I also think of the movie Steel Magnolias, the funeral scene in Steel Magnolias, when they're at the graveside and, um, oh gosh, what's that actress's name? Sally Field. Sally Field Field is like breaking down because her daughter died and it's this tragic, hard moment to watch. Like you feel it in your throat and then someone cracks the joke and they all start laughing and it's just this release of emotion Um, that you are more comfortable releasing because it's laughter. And for me, I feel like that's why I always look for the comedy in tragedy. Oh, yeah. To the point where some people are probably like, you aren't right. (laughs) Like, because I will see something horrible on the news and I'll crack a really inappropriate joke about it. Oh, yeah. And it's like, God, you're just, how do you do how you're so unfeeling? No, I'm not. I'm just, I have to be able to laugh because if you're not laughing, you're just crying about it. We used to have a, a game that we played amongst us, uh, uh, fellas at uh, uh, like Richard and, and Matt and Adam and Smoke and everybody. We would we, we we called it the Hell Game, and I was I was the undisputed winner because whatever we talk about, whoever came up with the most inappropriate, fucked up joke, you'd earn prizes in hell because we're all going to hell right so you, you know that earned you a brand new car in hell or that learned right. you a mansion with, with ac and all this stuff it was great i mean i know i've cracked jokes that my friends have been like oh, God. But, <laughs> you know but they need that release too they're laughing at it so i mean it isn't disrespectful it's not it's just, it's a, just a way of coping and i think yeah. it's a healthier for in my opinion than always looking for the tragedy. Yeah. How do you look for the tragedy in comedy? See, that's that you're you're thinking too hard. You're you're exactly. wanting misery at that point. Exactly. And nobody, you shouldn't want misery. If you want misery in your life, there's something wrong with you. I agree. You need you need Jesus or something. Jesus. <laughs> All right. That is one tragedy I wouldn't crack a joke in the middle of. The, no, I can't even say that. You did that too. Yeah. You cracked a joke at the end of. Um, Oh, I went to uh, <laughs> a, a Passion of the Christ with my, my dad because somebody paid for everybody to go in, in Hatter's Island room, and he wanted to see it. And I'm like, you know, great. I've never been to the movies with my dad. I'll go see Passion of the Christ with him. And it's a fantastic movie. It I'm sorry. What, very what, however movie. you feel about it. it very hard to watch. Yeah, and it's hard to watch. Well, it gets to the end, and the end, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> Jesus isn't in the crypt. So I was like, we're getting up. And I said, well, they left it open for a sequel. Well, my dad's <laughs> chuckling at this. The lady in front of me did not think that shit was funny at all. Because I was going to say, that's the one thing I wouldn't joke about. But then there, here you go. And then Mike's got the classic joke. I'm going to do this real quick. But we were sitting there, uh, you know, what's, you know, talking about some inappropriate stuff. You know, Mike says, well, you know, it'd be really inappropriate is uh, if they had uh, one of those uh, uh, balloon, uh, uh, car lot things. Yeah, the car lot for, Like Jesus is on the cross. It'd just be like. <laughs> that's just that the funny fun. as hell. Again, we're going to hell. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, for better or for worse, what music affects your mood? For better or for worse? Mm-hmm. Um, what music specifically? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's this um, really 
probably no one listening to this is going to know who this person is. But Michael Tolcher, he opened for Gavin DeGraw, went to see Gavin DeGraw years ago. Michael Tolcher opened for him. His album, I Am, I think is the name of the album, or that's the song anyway. That whole album, if I am needing just some, like, headspace, I got to get myself in the right headspace and just be happy about things, I put his music on. It changes my mood and in a good way cake changes my mood in a in an aggressive way mm-hmm. like if i'm feeling um pissed off or whatever and i put cake on i just scream and curse and yell and shout it out and i get all the aggression out so those two come to mind because i will put cake on i will put michael tolcher on specifically because i need a mood change mm-hmm. Um, I'm not much of a music listener. Mm. I don't have a why. I, I mean, I like a little bit of everything. Garth Brooks is one of my very favorites. The Eagles, one of my very favorites. Michael Tolcher, Gavin DeGraw. I like Michael Jackson. I mean, I, I like a little bit of everything. I'm an 80s music person. But I don't listen to it a lot. Yeah. I'm a podcast listener, mainly. Yeah. Um... But if I want to change my mood, those are the two that I put on. For me, it's a... Uh, a Hamilton soundtrack. Yeah, Hamilton soundtrack. Uh, for me, it was... Uh, for a while, I was really... Uh, I liked uh, Bowling for Soup. Oh. Uh, because those guys really just put a, put me in a positive mood. You introduced um, me to Bowling for Soup. I love Bowling for yeah. Soup. I, yes. I owe that one to Richard. Uh, and then uh, sometimes I get into a weird space where I just really want to listen to some Pink Floyd. And I'm not a drug user or anything like that, but <laughs> it's really just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'd really like to listen to that. But I got to tell you, for me, there was one day I was, when I was working from home, you were at work, and in the middle of the day, I just felt sick. I just got real sick. I even called out for the rest of the day, and I just laid down on the bed. I didn't even come out. And I just laid down on the bed. And I was like, oh, I was just not in it. So I put on some uh, Pandora and I just put on the classic country music station, which, you know, and it just re- reintroduced that love of that music to me. Because uh, what came on was some Waylon Jennings, and my dad liked Waylon Jennings. He really loved it. He was more of a uh, uh, George Jones. They didn't have George Jones at the time. It was just Waylon Jennings. It just hit me. It was like, this is my dad's stuff right here. This is my dad's jam. And uh, it's like, God, I really love this stuff. And it really... It's, it's, yeah, you are definitely an old school country music fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yep. But my dad was all for some old possum. Yeah. Did it make you feel better? It, 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 the music made me feel a little better, but I was still physically ill. Cause I, was, <laughs> I, was, I don't know what the hell was wrong with me, but it put me down for the rest of the day. Yeah. All right. What's the craziest thing you've done today? And I know what this answer for you should be. Oh, yeah. So we're driving home, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been on driving all day. My mother-in-law's van, helping her getting out of and getting on the jazzy and all this other stuff. And so I get into my car. And we're going to go pick Kelly up. We drive down to the oceanfront just to, you know. We do that a lot. Do, we just you know, take the long way home. Yeah, we take the long way home. This is where we had this deep conversation about the whole depression bit. And we're on the way home, and we run into a little bit of traffic. And I'm kind of getting to where I have to use the bathroom. And we've established that 
when I've got to use the bathroom. We call it a Dunkin' Donuts moment. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> got to be addressed fairly soon or there will be a Dunkin' Donuts moment. So I'm expressing this to Kelly. I'm driving and the traffic's starting to catch up. And I'm like, yeah, I've got to go home. i got to take a... And then this car cut us off like real quick. And I just screamed, Mondo Duke! <laughs> he didn't even miss a beat. It was like... When someone pulls in front of you and you yell, bastard, or you, you know, whatever. No, or it's just shit. It's yeah, a shit. Because the no. guy, it really didn't really dolt in front of us or anything, but I just he happened. overreacted a little I bit. Overreacted. I overreacted. But he's I like, I really got to get home and take a Mondo <laughs> It was so funny because it was just those two words he screamed out. I thought it was going to Now, this is an impractical Jokers thing. This is something they did in a bit where the guy had to take a Mondo Duke, <laughs> and, which is basically he's got to take shit. Which, you know, it was a shit moment. I was saying I got to go take a shit. I was going to call her Mondo Duke because she knows what I'm talking about. But it was just so funny the way that went down. It was pretty funny. I don't know what the craziest thing I've done today is. Yeah? I mean, what did I do today? I taught, actually got through three whole small group lessons in uh, reading. I taught digraphs, C H S H T H. I taught uh, listening Getting for crazy. middle vowel sound and CVC words like ah. Shut up, did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I taught kids how to uh, decompose the number four. Uh, what else? It's my favorite number. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't do anything too crazy oh. today. I ordered, uh, oh, you know what? We were trying to decide what to do for dinner. We were going to just make salad and chicken tenders. And I was like, I ain't feeling that. I want Outback. And so we went and we got Outback for Which dinner. That weird. was kind of crazy. I don't really like eat. Outback. Yeah. But they I was craving the, the Bloomin' Onion. Yeah. And so I that got a Bloomin' Onion. Deal. And that it is, was really good. That is a really good appetizer. So. so I guess that was crazy, going to Outback on a random yeah. uh that's generally a planned dinner. All right. What do you hoard? Ooh. What do I hoard? Nails. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think I hoard nails? As I sit here with this huge pack of nails, well, most of these... Well, not most. Some of them are getting mailed out to customers, so they are everywhere, by the way. Um, yeah, I do hoard nails. This week's uh, episode brought oh. to you by Polished My Way. Polished, Polished My Way. Not Polished My Way. What Sorry. the hell was it? Polished My Way? I, I just went full walk for a moment. We were listening to Tell Them Steve, Dave, and they were, they were an episode they did several years ago, <laughs> and they got in a little, a little bit of trouble because... The Tom Steve Day guys had a, a show on AMC for a while called Comic Book Man. And they were going to play a game called Russian or Polish. No, it was Russian Polish Roulette. Russian Polish Roulette. Uh, and AMC said, no, you can't do you that. Can't do you can't do it. can't be talking. Don't want to know. talk about any race of person. Yeah. Um, so and that was just funny. Pola. Polished <laughs> my way. Polished My Way with Kelly. Check me out on Facebook. Or just go to polishmyway.com if you're really interested. Um, anyway, so I hoard that, and I here's something else I hoard, and I just maybe realized that I actually hoard this. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I was going to school the other morning and I put my Chick-fil-A iced tea in my teacher bag and I pushed my little cart because I have all this crap to carry. Plus, it's much easier just to push the cart. Um, and it spilled a little bit inside my teacher bag, so I was emptying the bag out. <laughs> Thankfully, there were no kids at school that day. I found a bottle of Tylenol, a bottle of just off-brand acetaminophen, which is the same thing as Tylenol, and a bottle of Aleve, full bottles, pushed down in different pockets of my teacher bag. And so I collected all of these, and I said to Robin, I'm like, I think I might have a problem, because <laughs> I have Tylenol and more Tylenol and Aleve. And then later on in the day, I unzipped my lunch bag, and, and I had a full bottle of ibuprofen in there. The funny part about this is I rarely take them. Yeah. Like, I today I took... It's a safety blanket is what it, it is. It is. Today I took two ibuprofen just because my knee was giving me a little bit. Um, but I don't normally take it. My back, I, it, what happened is my lower back was hurting. And I'm like, oh, I have to put this in my bag. It's exactly what it is. It's a safety blanket. And my hemp gummies were in my lunch bag also, which I don't ever eat them either. But it's better than um, Oxy. Yeah. I mean, well, I could have pulled out illegal substances. These were all just, like, aspirin. Yeah. Um, but I guess I hoard bottles of pain, over-the-counter pain medicines. It's not a horrible thing, though. Really <laughs> what do you hoard? Uh, actually, not much nowadays. Okay, I used I to be much. a comic book collector. I had tons of comic books when I was a kid. I don't know what happened to them all, really. Uh, then it was movies for the longest time. I had a huge wall full of DVDs that we sold most of them. We did. I, mean, um, I didn't make you get rid of them. But, I mean, it was like nervous. everything that you want to watch, you can find streaming somewhere or another. Either, you know, either it's part of your Amazon or, or, or Hulu or fucking Netflix, or you can just rent it from Amazon. So, I mean, every movie that's out there, you have quick access to. Except so. I haven't been able to find Cocktail on any of those streaming devices. Really? Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't know why I've been wanting to watch that lately. Probably because they keep talking about it on Tell Them Steve Dave and, and uh, Jokers. Maybe. So. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything you really hoard. Yeah. I mean, every now and again, the, the people will give me comic-related stuff. Or Jaws-related stuff, and I love that stuff. But it's not like it's like overrunning our house or anything. Yeah. Lisa, um, I won't say her last name, but Lisa gave me one of my favorite gifts ever for my 40th, which was a Jaws, uh, shark-shaped Jaws, specifically Jaws, bottle opener. I don't ever use it as a bottle opener, but it's in our drawer, and I love it. <laughs> okay. Do, you, Do talk... you talk to your parents too much or not enough? Hmm. See, that's interesting, because we live with your parents. Yeah. So... I mean, you talk, you talk to particularly your mom about everything. And it's not just, you know, the day-to-day -day stuff. You talk to her about... This is pretty much my go-to person. Yeah. So it's not a matter of you doing it... You don't I don't do think we talk to them too much. You don't talk to them too much. I think you have, you have a very healthy relationship with your parents. Do you think so? I do. Honestly, <laughs> I do. I think I do, too. I think, I think there's a generational gap, and that would cause obvious difficulty for any any set of people i mean you know, i've always gotten along very well with both my parents yeah um even as a kid as a teen i didn't push limits i didn't i'm a lot like my dad um there you are 
<laughs> I am a lot like my dad in my personality. Um, but I need to be more like mom. So when I need advice about something or if something's just bothering me, like, I don't know. Mom's just my go-to person. Yeah. Um, and your mom's pretty smart. Yeah. Well, both of them are. Yeah. She's badass. Your, your mom's really a badass. I can only remember one time where I ever felt like this is really going to disappoint my parents. And that was when I dropped out of college. Hmm. I vividly remember making the decision that I was leaving school and how am I going to tell my mom and dad they're going to be so disappointed because they really wanted me to go through school. And they were so like, okay, so what's your plan? What are you going to do? And I was like, well, this is what I think I'm going to do. All right, you think you're going to like that? I don't know. I want to try. Was, well, the school is always there. You should go back to it at some point when you're ready. But they were so cool about it, which thankfully I did. So anyway, I don't think I talked to them too much or not enough. I can't. <laughs> so. When your parents were around, though, you didn't, when, since I've known you, you weren't, like, having to talk to your mom every day or... No. Uh, our, our people are a little bit different. You know, we, we don't have uh, we don't have the daily conversations or the weekly conversations. I'll get a text message from my brother, Billy. As a matter of fact, he's the one that was giving me shit about the not have. <laughs> it's like, how do you have an episode of, of about your dog and not have the dog in the episode? I was like, I we had know. her in the episode that we didn't record. Yeah. Because I never pushed record. Yeah, and we <laughs> talked about that a little bit. We did actually have a nice whole little bit with Tilly in it. And then we were so irritated that we didn't record, we never even thought about Tilly in the second part. Yeah. Um, so anyway. And you heard from Tommy last yeah, night. Yeah, he tomorrow night we're actually going to do meet them for dinner, dinner so that's nice. with my brother and uh, sister-in-law. Um, and uh, it's the first time that they've seen your mom and dad. In a long time. In a very long time. Probably, at least since dad's been sick. Yeah. I don't think they've seen him since he's been Yeah, they haven't. Okay. So that'll be good. But, um, you know, I don't, it's it's a different type of relationship. I know my brothers are there for me. Uh, you know, any of my family, they're there for me if I need them. Uh, but, you know, we just, we don't need that constant. Communication. Yeah. And if we do, we've got Facebook. And I do. When Facebook. mom and dad were in Georgia, I called mom at least twice a day. I talked to her at least twice a day. Yeah. And. My sister, um, my brother-in-law was like, oh, they're, they're on the phone with each other millions of times. Yeah. Well, not really millions of times, but I do talk to my mom a lot. So I would get off work, I'd call her. Before I went to bed at night, I'd call her. It's just, I don't know. It's weird if I have a day go by without talking to them a couple times. Yeah. Dad doesn't like to talk on the phone, so he's happy not to talk on the phone. But, um, I don't know, mom is different. Yeah, your mom is a phone person. Mm-hmm. All right, me, right? You. Uh, what are, are you a typical example of your position in the family birth order? Yes. Oh, because you're the oldest. 100%. Yeah. All right. I well, think so, don't you? Yeah. In your, in your situation, yeah. Because you're like the Control responsible freak, adult. Responsible adult. Tend to be the peacemaker. Yeah. Um, it's not so much like Jennifer is, isn't a responsible adult. She no, is, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Uh, she was not 
particularly when she was younger, the stories I've heard, she was more of a wild no, child. No, I mean, I was always babysitting from a young age. and Yeah, you were the responsible keeping person. Out, keeping an eye out for them. And, like, when birthdays were coming around, I was the one that... I mean, we could talk total shit about Jennifer. She doesn't listen to the show. It's true. Can you believe it, folks? Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm not feeling great all of a sudden. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm feeling a little bit lightheaded. Oh, really? Yeah. Want to cut out? Nope. I'm going to push through it. Push through it. Okay. My turn? Uh, well, oh, I got you? You're the baby in your I'm family. the baby in the family. Uh, what I remember as far as my position, um, uh, I was a little different because, you know, a lot of people think, well, the baby in the family is, the, you know, they're the ones that get, you know, goo goo I, I didn't get a whole lot of that. Um, yeah, I, honestly, there's not very, very many pictures of me as a young kid um, at all. Uh, I was an ugly baby, and um, the uh, I guess our family wasn't typical like that. We didn't have those typical stereotypical roles as far as all that went. So I guess that's not really a thing. So being the baby in the so family didn't no really. For you. Yeah, it just wasn't a, wasn't really a thing. Right. I was different than the rest of my family because I uh, they were like the hardworking people and I was always not. You're a hard working person you're just not a physically working person Yeah, like you don't physically put in a hard day's labor Yeah. alright you ready? Mm -hmm. is your mind more open or closed? I think I'm an open minded person people aren't going to say well you're the most closed on you don't don't conform to what we think so you must not be open minded Uh, which you know I think is hilarious that people believe that like you know, I'm willing to listen to you, and if you come up with a good point, I'll I'll tell you, yeah, that's a valid point. But and just because I won't conform to what other people think is the normal thought, you know, I don't think that the government should be in charge of everything. I don't. Uh, they think that I'm not open-minded. You're not even considering the idea that the government not be in charge of everything. But I'm the one that's. But not But like, you don't think the government should be meddling in like anything. marriage? Nope. Um, you know, adoption rights, nope. survivorship rights, like if a couple All of is that together. can be handled outside of government. Yeah, so, but you or are they can open handle and accepting contract to... law, that's it. They can, they can, they can sit there and, and act as a, as a referee. But outside of, of politics, courts. even, you are open-minded in letting just people live the life that they want to live. Oh, 100%. Part. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, people. I might think what you think is 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 the way you want to live may be strange, and I might think, oh, I wouldn't do that. But if you want to do that, brother, have at it, brother. That is all you. Mm-hmm. You know, you you bear the 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 joys and the responsibilities of your choice. Uh, if you make a ton of money doing something, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, have at it, hoss. Uh, I'm all for it. You know, keep all the money you make. You know, no one's entitled to your stuff. I think for me, I tend to be a little closed-minded in things that I feel like I know a lot about. Like, I put myself in the school world, like, decisions that are made, and I'm like, oh, that's not right. We should be doing it this way. Until I have been proven wrong. Like, until I see what someone else is telling me. And I'm just talking about, like, in-school stuff. Yeah. In actual, like, society, I am very open-minded. So I don't care if you marry outside of your race or within your own gender or like those kind of things. Families can be made up of whoever, as long as there's love at the center of it, that's all that matters to me. 
So I think I'm more open-minded than closed-minded. Absolutely. Certainly. But again, it depends on the topic. But people think that because I won't conform to the normal thought that I'm not open-minded. Well, who decides what normal thought is? And there you go. Because I I, I catch hell all the time of people who believe me to be very closed-minded because I won't conform to what Because your thoughts are different than theirs. But they won't even consider... Like that, that anything legitimate about personal liberty and freedom. Or just letting you have your own opinion. Right. Whether they agree with you or not, it's your opinion. And, and you see it all the time now where people are trying to get canceled for something they say or do. And I'm not a believer in that. You know, uh, big story this week, Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. said something completely boneheaded. She was like, the Holocaust was not about race. Uh, it was. <laughs> it really was. But she was trying to make a point. She made a very poor point and wasn't correct. She apologized for it. Uh, then she got suspended for two weeks, and she's probably going to quit the show. She was saying, apparently, that's what she's, she's saying. She's not going to quit the show. But here's the thing about that. They've fired people for saying lesser stuff than that. She gets kind of a free pass. Here, but I'll even. But know. here's the other side of that. I don't even think she should have gotten a two-week suspension. I don't either. So, I'm not a fan of Whoopi. I do not watch The View. Um, what she said was Boneheaded. not smart. But she apologized kind of half-heartedly. Apologized for it. Move on. Yeah. I feel the same way about Roseanne Barr. She should not have lost her whole entire career over a belief that she has or a statement that she made. I don't think Martha Stewart, not Martha Stewart, uh, the other woman who got her cooking show taken away from her. Paula Dean. Paula Dean, over something she did 20 years ago. Um, I just don't believe in that. I don't think that's an agent for change. No, it's not. It's I think that not. really just pushes everybody into this singular mindset that you can't say anything. And that's a very dangerous society to be in. When no one's free to speak their own opinion. And not only that, it doesn't even account for redemption. So it means redemption's impossible. I I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. There's a very rare occasion where redemption, I believe, is impossible. That's mostly with child pedophilia or uh, if you've murdered multiple people because you've gotten some joy out of it. There's no redeeming you. But for the most part, if you've made a mistake in life... You, redemption is, is, is a thing. I believe in it. I believe in it and wholeheartedly. This is a guy who's so principled that he will defend someone he vehemently disagrees with for their right to... Yeah. Well, this used to be a tenement from the ACLU is that uh, I don't uh, agree with what you say, but I'll defend with my life your right to say it. Uh, they don't believe that anymore. They, they, they are all about canceling people with bad opinion, with opinions they don't agree with. Uh, but I still hold true to the principle. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of people that I say should have full-blown rights to say what they want to say. I don't believe in deplatforming people because you think they don't, they, they don't have a legitimate point or what they say is dangerous. Well, you know what? If you think their speech is dangerous, then counter them. And present your own facts and, and in such a way that you can convince other people. It started with Alex Jones. It's they're coming hard for Joe Rogan, uh, for and it's not even because he's putting out misinformation. Is like they're saying 
He's putting out stuff, and he's got like people in the, commu the medical community backing his his words, but it's not the approved words. Think about that. He's not saying what's approved, and that's what they're coming after him for. Does that seem right to you? Is that that? I mean that that that's not right. That's that's what I passionately called fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, they need to they need to knock that shit off. Well, it's it just borders on censorship. Yeah, I mean, it's hundred percent. I mean, it's hundred, but it borders on living in a censored society, and that it's just not a safe. As long as you're saying the approved you, stuff, you're not censored. But you got it's got to be approved. Go to your next question. Right. Get off the soapbox. <laughs> what age do you feel like? What <laughs> age do I feel like? Oh my god, sixty something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what age I feel like. Yeah, I'm getting up there too. Yeah. Today I got a haircut. See? It's all gone. I was sitting in the back seat on the way to work this morning because mom was in the front seat with Kevin. So I was sitting behind Kevin and I was like, you really do have like a little bald spot right here on the back of your head. I looked like I was, uh, I, I honestly, uh, people thought I was in my 40s when I was in my 20s. But this doesn't say what age do you look like. What do you feel like? Do I you feel, feel older? I don't know. Do I feel, feel like young? I'm, you know, because I got back problems and, uh, you know, my legs get to hurt. And I get it. It's because I'm a big old fat chooch. But, uh, you know, it makes me feel older. You know, I got, I'm getting this all this gray hair. Um, you know, I'm, you know, basically all this is just skin. And then I get a little bit of, I like it know, though. Yeah, well, I, I I like keeping my hair short. That's always been a thing since I was a kid. But I'm getting older, and I feel it. I feel like I'm in my fifties. I don't know how old I am half the time anyway. You're not in your fifties. Yeah, I'm forty-seven, forty-eight, 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 forty-eight. We think. Yeah, gotta do the math. Seventy-four, June seventy-four. Anyway, um, I don't know. I feel old. I do. Uh, I I'd see stuff on TV and I was like, what, are, what what the fuck are they talking about? And it's like what young people do, or on TikTok I see people do stuff and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, we've aged out all that stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, that whole thing and you're only as young as you think you are. That's bullshit. All right, you're older than you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to be more or less crazy in your life choices? Um. Hmm. I think a little bit of crazy is good every now and again. I don't think crazy is 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 doing the same thing and expecting a different result. I think a lot of people will say doing something completely out of character is crazy, but really it's not. You know, sometimes it's just you know what, fuck it, I'm doing it, and it may sound crazy, but you know some of the best decisions ever have to have uh, ended uh, up being a great thing. So. Getting a little chihuahua that barks in the middle of our show. Uh, and, and, and we love her. Wow, she's, she's defending us from the intruder. Yeah. <laughs> she ran off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Don't let her run you off, Dad. Don't let her win. <laughs> poor Grandpa. Oh, poor Grandpa. She loves him. She really does love him, but she's a little bitch, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Crazy in life choices. I don't think I need to be more crazy. You went out with a guy in a scary van. I did. <laughs> and we did have a conversation about taking up the weed on the way home from work today. Mm -hmm. 
That would be a crazy life choice. That would be a crazy life At 51 choice. to start doing pot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just like edibles, but uh, my, my niece says she's got a hookup, so. Um, Maybe in June. That'll be a great episode in June. Oh, my God. That, is, <laughs> that won't happen. Not the episode, anyway. Um, <laughs> I, you know, uh, I don't know. A little cra- You're right. A little crazy is not bad. I need to be more open to a little bit of crazy. Yeah. I mean, again, this goes again, back to I've really closed myself off. I mean, I'm not going to go out and kill a person. Yeah. Or run someone down in a car. Hey, 5-0. <laughs> 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 you know, get out of the road. <laughs> not that kind of crazy. <laughs> we don't know why this mailman suddenly was uh, tased in the balls. I'll be zigzag lady. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get that last question. Let's get it done. Have you ever become invested in the fate of a reality show? Have you ever? Have you ever become invested in the fate of a reality show character? Oh, my God. All the time. Well, yeah, uh, particularly with Big Brother. Um, That one we really get into during Big Brother season in the summer. We didn't have school Monday. You know what I did all day Monday? I stayed home and I watched season two of Cheer. Really? Mm-hmm. I watched oh, yeah. the whole season of Cheer. Yeah, you said you liked it. I, I did never like watched it, the first. But I, that I like those kind of docu series kind of things. You know, like Tiger Man, Tiger King. Tiger King was enjoyable. All right, it was enjoyable. The other one about the make it life of a murderer making oh, a murderer my God. making a murderer that yeah. i really like like those kind of things i really like i don't know if that's a reality show or not it is but okay but i also get invested with like amazing race and um it i am more so than any other type of tv yeah yeah i'm not i've gotten away from i can't watch like i loved this is us when it first came on and then, like the, everything else in life, the pandemic killed that for me. Yeah. We got away from Walking Dead. I was the biggest Walking Dead fan that we literally took a vacation to Georgia and we went to where they filmed The Walking Dead. It was great, too. And we drove around and we saw the gate and we saw the church and we saw, like, all of these things from The Walking Dead. It was awesome. The pandemic hit. I quit watching The Walking Dead and never went back to it. The pandemic killed television for me, like serial TV. Reality TV, I can turn it, tune in and watch it or not watch it. I can pay attention or not pay attention. It's not, it, what was it that we were, we had this, Walt said it on that episode of, uh, they were talking about Honey Boo Boo, was that what they were talking about? Mm. You can um, bounce in and out of it or what was the? Oh, they were talking about Impractical Jokers. It was just, you know, uh, you can invest and not uh, carry or, or something like that, he said. Because um, with Impractical Jokers, you, you, it's not something that the, they're telling a continuous story. They're just guys having fun. You can tune in and turn out, is what he said. You can tune in. Tune in and, and tune turn out. out. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of TV I watch these days. Yeah. Tune in and tune out. Because you, you don't have to be uh, just really invested with right. individual characters. And, and, and Joker's just perfect for this because it's on so often. Yeah, uh, you can just be listening or it's in the background. Or... Right, and they're just guys you know. Mm-hmm. They're just, you know, at this point, after a few seasons of it, you really get to know these guys. And they're good guys. They're, they, they're quirky and they're, they've got their own little uh, differences that make them interesting. Right. Uh, you know, 
it, it's really, but you you know you don't have to pay close attention to it. Uh, it they're not going to set the world on fire, and they're not going to give you the secret of life. And it's entertaining. You find it, yeah. you laugh, and not just at the jokers, but like any of the. Cheer was not a uh, funny, like they followed storylines of the people, and they have like tragic histories. Yeah. You know, like where they came from, and so it wasn't an it wasn't a. Oh, you were so you were laughing at them, and they were doing all this funny stuff, and they were just trying to entertain you. It really got down into like who these people were, and throughout this competition. And then there's cool cheerleading in it, which I've always been the dance moms type. I like to watch. I liked to watch that. Too Some of those bits they on. did in, in Dance Moms with the kids were great. I love to watch those. They they had great dance uh, yeah. bits in it. So uh, I I can easily get. Mm-hmm. Invested in the characters in reality, I know you can too. Yeah, yeah. I, I still hunt for TV shows it's to not watch. Not my reality. Like I started watching The Witcher, which I think is somewhat interesting. They're telling like three different stories that haven't met up, met up yet. I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to work out. Uh, but just out of out of the blue, I'll start watching Columbo again because you know I love it. I love seeing the little guy walk around. Pulling one over on on the bad guys, and it's good stuff. So, it, it's one of those things where I can tune in and turn out, or tune out. Tune in and tune out. Yeah, tune in. It's on. I glance over. There's Columbo giving uh, you know uh, somebody a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm happy about it. All right. Well, that's all I got. That's all we got. That's all you got. It's a good episode, I think. Uh, <laughs> like, comment, share. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know about. The extras in your life. Uh, really want curious about that. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, let us know. Uh, like us on Spotify. Uh, tell your friends about us. Get some more people listening to us. Maybe we can get some uh, ad money. Or you can always send us cash or buy nails from Kelly at color color uh, polishedmyway.com. <laughs> polishedmyway.com. Uh, yeah. All right, y'all. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.